Hello, this is Christy with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. Today we have with us Brenda Bryan, and she is the coach for Leading Authentically, Raise Your Voice to Increase Your Income and Impact. And we love this conversation because that's the desire of all of us is to have that impact and to make a difference, right? Yep. So welcome. We're super Thank happy you. to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. So great to speak with you again. It was such a fun conversation we had the last time. Let's see what we're going to juice up this time. Yes. <laughs> so share with us how you got here. How did you become, what was your journey in becoming a coach for people to make an impact and increase profit? Um, gosh, I knew early that I had a passion for women and empowering women. And I mean, early I meant five. And then, uh, <laughs> and I knew I was going to be different because I did not want to do what everybody else was doing. I didn't want to be married. I didn't want to have kids. I didn't want, so what was I going to do? And so I became a creative and um, along that way, I joined the second wave of the feminist movement. And that was where I found my, my tribe, my roots, my, my understanding of what my purpose was and found my own voice for what I believed to be an important mission, which was to help women find their voice and to empower themselves and to change the world because we are taking our power in our own hands. Mm -hmm. Yes, beautiful. We, before we get really into the juice, we're going to pull a card. Oh, I love that. On most of the episodes, I do forget sometimes, but you know, this one I remembered. <laughs> Ooh, this one. What skill or talent of mine do you envy the most and why? And let's switch the, the me part and make it about your clients. So what skill or talent of your clients do you envy the most and why? Oh, gosh, that's a really big question. I think uh, anybody who's technically efficient, I, I, I envy. Uh, <laughs> I often envy the naivety of, of newbies because, you know, I'm a little seasoned and a little, um, a little, um, I would say hardened by my life's journey. And so I love, I love uh, watching uh, uh, the inspiration of people getting to understand the truth of their own, their own brightness and their own beauty. And there's so many beautiful skills out there. I'm, you know, I, I, that I don't have, but the ones I do have, I know that they are valuable uh, because a lot of people don't have the skills I have. And so we, we trade off geniuses in order to support each other in becoming better. Yes, I love that. I, I like what you said about the youth, you know, or not the youth, you didn't say youth, you said uh, those new starting out. But in nice. my mind, I went nice. to the youth because when I was first starting out in sales, it was these young kids at 20 years old, 22 years old that would come in there and just kill it. And I really analyzed that and I'm like, why? And it's because they were fearless. They had nothing to lose. Right. They had nothing but just everything to gain. And they just showed up with this, with this, you know, fearlessness. That's really beautiful. I, I love seeing that too. 
So the raising your voice to increase your income and impact. I was passionate about having you talk about this because as women, and you know this firsthand, we are taught to suppress our voice, to appease everyone else. Hush, don't, don't stir the pot. Don't make a ruckus. Don't stand up for yourself. Make other people comfortable. Make other people happy. You know, don't speak up. Hush, hush, all of that. And women are taught that from the time they're very, very little. And then they become these wise entrepreneurs with so much to give. And they question their own self. There's sometimes fear about speaking up or being seen or being heard because they've been shamed for it. Yep. Ostracized for it at times. Yep. So we are excited to hear all about it. So you can share with us your perspective of that and how you work with your clients. Well, you know, it's some, you know, I've been working, uh, practicing speaking and developing presentations for quite some time now. And one of the things that came out of me at one point was this, I believe I came out a raging feminist. Um, uh, I, I don't know how a baby comes out raging, but apparently I did. But I came out knowing and hearing and seeing the inequalities. I just saw it. It was just inherently something I was aware of. And one of the first questions I asked my mother, I think I was about six or seven, I said, so could you tell me why your last name was Vardy, but now you have dad's last name? I don't understand this. <laughs> And her answer was, well, that's the way it's done. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm not into playing that game anymore. That's the way it's done. So, and that's the truth of where I sit. Just because we've been told by the patriarchy, capitalism, and and the religious uh, environments that we are to be a certain way and do a certain thing does not make what they're telling us right or true to who we need to be. And, and we need to break that structure down and turn it into something that's a benefit to all human beings on the planet, all human beings on the planet, all sentient beings on the planet, right? And so my passion lies in, in helping women to understand the programming of the patriarchy and capitalism and our value in it and our lack of value to them in it. And yet we do all of the things that keep a society and a culture alive and well um, all the caretaking all the children all the birthing all the creativity all the blah we can, I can go on like that for days right because there's nothing that a woman is has not been doing i mean it's, it's, when i was driving across uh the country i, I went to i think i went to um i went to the southwest to to a sundance and I was driving across and I was I was having these deja vu moments of recognizing how many women walk that trail to get from one part of the world to another part of the world in order to set up a life that was better for them. Meanwhile, half of them were walking and pregnant and carrying two or three kids with them. And yet women were somehow the weaker sex, which I am like totally baffled by that. Because if a man gets a headache, he's in bed for two days and a woman's giving birth and then hopping on, hopping on the trail and walking with her newly born baby to the next, to the next stopping point. Right. I mean, and this is just, just a small, you know, that's a historical overview, but the reality is women are still doing that. 
they're birthing new things every day and carrying them into fruition every day and nurturing new ideas and new baby ideas into fruition every day. And that's where we're sitting right now in the power of women to claim their voice. Because at this point, because of COVID, so much has happened that is that is in our favor. And part of what's in our favor is, is that we can we can work from home. We can have kids. Not easy. I know. I know parents are not having it easy with their kids at home and doing doing the COVID thing. But what has happened is is all these new ways of actually earning a living have emerged because all this creativity was sitting, waiting to be waiting to give us a place where it 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 was going to take birth, and it took birth during COVID. And so, if you look at what's happened. More women, there's 50, 52% of all new businesses being opened right now are, are by women. Now, the sad story of that part is that of that 52%, they're only claiming 4% of the, of the income. So there's where, there's where the, the ache is for me. It's just like, here's these amazingly uh, well-educated, well-trained life experiences, and we're still getting... Um, eight, eight, no, 79 cents on the dollar. And if you're, uh, uh, you know, a woman of color or a woman of, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Spanish descent, it's, you know, 59% or 27%. It's bizarrely crazy the, the way that we're, we're um, massively um, undervaluing uh, women's contribution to, to the stability of our economy and our culture and our communities and that and that as our job in my mind it is our job to say hell no we're not standing for that any longer and so my work is to help women entrepreneurs really learn the craft of of being authentic and vulnerable while while sharing their message with their niche so that they can have an income that matches their desire, whatever that is. Not my job to tell them what that is, but it is my job to tell them they can do it and to show them that there are so many good ways that you can be in alignment with authentically being yourself while while calling in your ideal clients and then while serving them and while creating a change in the world. That to me is the important work we have right now. Yes, and I agree with you. <laughs> Women have a lot to say. If they'd only say it, though, right? I mean, all the women that are that are swallowing their voice and trying to keep peace at home and trying to keep their jobs and trying not to upset the apple cart. It's like, you know, kick the damn apple cart over and see what happens. Because all of this trying to keep it upright when, when it's time for some things to actually fall apart is costing us dearly. And, and, and I think that that is part of our ache. And part of our pain is, is, is we've been so conditioned to be socially polite that we forget that polite does not create change. Honesty creates change. Willingness to speak up creates change. Ownership of our own work creates change, but not politeness. Politeness does not create change. It's, I don't know. There's a, there's a, I wish I could remember the quote, but, you know, there's a quote out there by, uh, by somebody that talks about, you know, the importance of us raising our voice. I just can't remember it at the end, but there's many like that, right? It's important that we speak up. 
Yeah. And be afraid to do it anyway is the thing that I'm telling you. You know, yeah, you're going to be afraid. So what? But that's why my speakers club is so is so handy dandy and important is because it's a safe and sacred place for you to learn how to be in your voice in a way that really is an alignment for you and practice it and feel secure in it and build your confidence around it and know that what you're saying has meaning and be supported for 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 being in the discovery and the explorations of what's the truth of your message what's the truth of your voice right and have a safe and safer place to practice it so that you know when you show up, it's not like I'm, um, you know, you're stuttering all over the place and you're trying to make yourself be of value. You show up, you're in it already because you've had a group of women supporting you to own and 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 stand in the power of of your genius. Yeah, I really love that. My mind went to a lot of different questions to ask you, <laughs> but one thing I want to say and and. The reason I'm, I love speaking. I love public speaking. I love being on stage. However, it was not always like that. I've been the girl in the back of the room and I still am, unless I'm on the stage. I'm the girl in the back of the room. Don't talk to me. I'm hiding mm -hmm. um, because I'm an introvert. But when you put me on stage, I shine and I love it. And I have a powerful message, but it came from that desire to make an impact and hiring a coach and the and this was long before I knew you I worked with a coach who I took a class with her it was like a four-hour class and I discovered that there was actually a system <laughs> to, <laughs> talking about, <laughs> to talking about what you do and there's a process in how to tell your story Otherwise, it's rambling or other people can feel like your therapist or you don't get across the point that you want to make, which is change or impact, you know, things like that. And I, I learned the structure and the systems that come with it yeah. and some tools on how to overcome this fear of doing it for the first time. Yep. And I, I had promised her I would get on a stage and I didn't know what that looked like or how, because I didn't have any opportunities, but when we manifest, it happens. And I, I was a, I was given the opportunity to get on a stage and I got to say what my, what do you do statement was, and it was bad at that point in time, <laughs> but what the attention I got from just getting on that stage, I had people coming up to me because what I did say did resonate, even though it wasn't refined mm -hmm. people came up to me and asked me and I was like wow that wasn't so bad <laughs> but as I developed my skill which is a developed skill people don't just come out of the womb just with as a grand great speaker that can yeah. impact they really need that training so what would you say to these new people out here or or these women I do podcasts podcast interviews many a day, all day long, often. And when I ask people what they do, they either, you know, a very large majority of these people go into a big, long story about how they do what they do. They start teaching me the mindset and the, how the unconscious mind works. And well, I'm a trained, I'm trained in all the mindset modalities as well. I don't need to have a class, right? But if you're out there doing that and you're not getting your message across in an easy, 
clear statement, you are leaving people behind. So what do you, what do you say about that? And what are some steps that people can start to take to develop this craft and the skill that you teach? Well, you know, we learn to write sentences by learning the alphabet. We learn to know what tenses went where by learning where they fit in the sentence structure. Speaking is the same thing. There is a structure to it that when followed, you know, it's like, you know, if you want to water your garden, you don't just turn on the spigot and hope the water goes to the right place. You, you attach the hose, you kick the hose over to the plant that needs to be watered and you let that hose be the funnel for, for the direction you want everything to go in. The structure of a good presentation can be flexible and diverse, but it requires having a knowledge that that your job is to connect to the audience. Your job is to provide value with the audience and your job is to let the audience know how you can serve them by helping them get the results they're looking for. That's there is a there is a structure to that that helps you achieve greater results while still being in your passion, in your authenticity, in your vulnerability, because you're going to create, you're going to look to the story that, 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 that represents a, a yes to the audience. Not all stories are created equal. Just because we have a story doesn't mean it's the one you tell, right? And some, some stories are vulnerable. So, well, I don't want to tell that because I'll fall apart on stage. It's like, so they don't have to tell that one right now, but there's a point in the journey where understanding that, that that piece that is so painful to you right now is actually the story that's going to help others get past their pain when you're able to tell that. Now, when you have a club like mine and you can come and you can practice it, you can find ways to tell that story that doesn't make you so raw and vulnerable. You don't have that speaker's remorse that comes when you've exposed yourself so much that you're kind of like, oh God, I'm raw. Because speaking can make you raw, but it doesn't have to. And that's why having a place where you can practice and hone the skill and put structure and try new things on and discover better ways and, and know what a gathering question is, know where to insert some humor, know when a statistic has value and when it doesn't. I mean, these are the things that when you're in a, a committed group of people who are committed to your success, they're going to give you the feedback and support you in, in showing up in your best light by having your story well embodied and your and your passion well defined through the structure that helps you water that plant that needs your that needs that watering right then right so so that is to me is you know speaking is a craft writing is a craft videography is a craft right putting a website together takes craft right speaking is in that same zone and what baffles me is, is that because you speak English, you think you're communicating. That has not been my, um, my understanding because I watch all kinds of speakers not effectively communicating, not effectively reaching the audience, not connecting to their ideal clients because they act in actual fact are so egocentric that they think they're there for them. We're never on stage for, our, for ourselves. We're on stage because our passion and our heart's desire 
is to focus on how can we be a service to those people who are in pain and we can help them out of that pain. I don't care if you're selling computer equipment or if you're, uh, you know, a VA or if you're a nurse, it doesn't matter what the subject is. The matter is the intent and the purpose behind what you're doing with your life to be a service in a higher capacity for the world to do better. And speaking is a huge, impactful way in which to really reach people, you know, from one to many is fast. You can build your business fast with speaking and that, that a web, you know, people put a lot of money into websites. Nobody's going to go to your website if you're not known, liked and trusted by them. Right. It's that, you know, a landing page will do it for now until you've got enough material and enough enough influence that your website matters. Right. But when you're starting out as, an, as a young entrepreneur, focus on your message, who you want to serve and the and the and the way that you want to deliver your passion to the world. And to me, speaking is one of the most beneficial because everything that you do with writing your presentation is going to give you material for your social media it's going to give you material for your blogs it's going to help you define your niche it's going to help you understand what their languaging is you're going to be able to interview your clients and get their languaging and use it for the highest good of all right there's just so many ways that speaking is to me, you know, you know you know that's my niche right but I wasn't always in this niche darling I just you know I've been speaking a long time, but I've not been a speaker coach. I mean, I basically turned that turned that around four years ago. But 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 I've always been aware that speaking has been an important tool for having people follow you and for you to be a leader because you're speaking things that they, that matter to them. Not because yeah. I need to be the leader, but because I need them to understand that they're a part of the process of change. And some unspoken things that it helps you with to hone this skill mm. is your sales process. Yeah. Having a sales conversation with somebody. Um, that was one thing that the speaker training really, really helped me with. And I was already a rock star in sales. But what that did was took me to a whole nother level where I could reach people in a really soulful, heart-centered way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's a lot of unspoken areas of our life that this will benefit somebody in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about what, what, the, with the trainings and the coaches that I've worked with and the work that I do, it's really to lead them through that place of what, what you, is making an offer and feeling confident in your offer and feeling confident in getting a yes from people at whatever level to get them started to be in relationship with you because lots of speakers get on stage and they never make an offer and it's like you just spent all this time getting this presentation together and working this beautiful life and you didn't tell anybody what you do like what is the point behind that I mean, it's a great message, but it just, it, it evaporated without any concrete change for anybody in the audience because they're going to walk out of there in 10 minutes and forget that you spoke. Not that you were that not impactful, but because life gets busy and, and the statistics are, it's like if you don't grab them in, 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 in within three days, you know, if you don't get them right then, 
dies within three days. And then after that, it goes further and further down the path of being able to bring them into being uh, engaged with you. So you, so the importance behind people saying that they, they want to connect with you to give you a yes, whether it's a free offer, which is where I start. Like my free offer is, is a breath, breath for, uh, for breakthroughs because breath work is one of the most powerful tools for calming the nerves and, um, um, and refocusing your energy and changing your mindset and, and re reorganizing your, your nervous system, you know, so I love breath work. It's a powerful tool. So, so for breath work for presenters is a huge tool for calming the nerves and really, or, or, and energizing your presentation using breath and pauses and awareness to, to look at the audience and read and lead the audience. Cause, because that's a piece of the work as a speaker, you need to be able to read and lead the audience. Well, to do that, you need to be tapped into your own intuition. You need to be tapped into being listening to what's going on in in the energetic field of the audience, so that you can you can you know if they're tired, you're going to get them up on their feet and do some movement. If they're if they're if they're you know not getting it, you got to do something different in order to 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 bring them into the conversation. You got to do a you know a, a raise your hand if you've ever felt this or you've got to do a call to action like what are you going to do to engage them? And that is that is where most speakers go offline. They get dis, they get disheartened when the audience isn't responding instead of leaning in they lean back and I'm like, I'm leaning in baby. If I got to walk among you in order to get you to start paying attention and, 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 and looking at what's going on here, I'm going to do it because my job is to serve you, not to serve my ego or to serve my discontent or to serve my insecurities, but to, to get past that and lean into how can I be of greatest service today and what do I need to bring to the table in order for that to happen. And when I'm, when I'm organized and I have a message that I believe in and I'm there to serve, then that, then that impacts on the audience. Yeah. So I love this membership that you have and uh, you know, what, it, what I think of when I think of your membership is I was doing a lot of speaking and then COVID happened. So I was doing a lot of behind the scenes, a lot more and a lot more private coaching than I was the public stuff. My, my in-person event that I did every month went, you know, couldn't do that anymore. Right. You know, all these things. And at the end of COVID, I, it's like you lose track of some of the skills that you've gained. You forget about them and you don't feel as, as, on point with your speaking and yeah. having uh, something like a group where you're reminded of it all the time. We used to have a, I'm in sales, you know, background of sales. And we used to have a Tuesday morning sales meeting every Tuesday, every single Tuesday, they would cover the same content. But what it did is it kept me on track. It kept me at the top of my game and I yeah. wouldn't miss the Sunday for, even though I was learning Tuesday, even though I was learning, or being reminded of the same thing every Tuesday, it kept me sharp. Yeah, and well, so that's repetition I, is a key to learning, right? Repetition is one of the key functions to embodying the work. You you, yeah. you you keep you keep applying it. You keep learning, and it goes deeper and deeper until it's until it becomes part of an automatic. You you now know it, right? So those, are, but you have to show up for that. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I, I think that having something like a membership where people can be honing their craft, learning their skill, but also just staying sharp and on, on their A game. So you want to share with us a little bit about that and how people can become a part of that, you know, if this is really resonating with them. And Yeah, well, we meet online, which, uh, so we meet, um, we meet uh, four times a month uh, by Zoom, and um, uh, it's a six-month program. And you get one-on-one -on -one coaching with that because what I, what I, you know, you get to, you get to write and practice and get feedback within the club. And then you work with me so that I can help you really hone in on how to focus what your story can be and what, what your, what your message can be and things that you can be doing to, to um, deepen your relationship to that. So that one-on-one -on -one coaching really helps you walk through places where you may be stuck or you're confused or you don't understand and that's part of the fun for me because uh, we remove all of that all of that uh, all of that story and we turn it into empowerment wherever we can right because anything that's happened has an empowerment issue around it and so um we meet uh, four times a month and uh and then every once in a while i'll do some kind of a workshop sometimes online, sometimes in person. Um, right now I've got a three keys to rock your keynote coming up in person. And once I do that in person uh, on the 18th and 19th of November, and that'll be in Portland, Oregon. So you wanna fly in for that, great, let me know. We can make that happen. Um, and so I'm excited about that because it actually takes you through the, the key components of, of a keynote uh, in two days so that you've got this, this body of material to actually then create one, a dynamic keynote around, right? With all of the elements that, that, that you need to know about, but it also gives you a lot of material for social media and for blogging and for Instagram and, and kind of really starts you into digging deeper into your passionate why, which I think is one of the fundamental things that a lot of, a lot of people, um, do not spend enough time on because it is our passion it is our burning desire it is our dreaming that puts us in the in the in charge of meeting all of the challenges that come as an entrepreneur and when we when we identify with that passionate why we can really use it to help others identify with their passionate why the story what story do we tell that connects uh that connects us to our audience so that there's a tie back in what we're, story we're telling, there's a tie back to what we teach and why we teach it. And then the third element, of course, is closing the gap between what our clients are facing as their pain and then, and then what results we create for them. So how do we create a really, a nice, a nice um, system or platform or program that gives them a really clear outline of the elements that that you work with in order to help them walk through the changes they're looking for and so the more systematic we can be with helping them understand what they get the more the more availability there is for them to say yes to, to what we're offering right so a lot of people do not understand the nuances and the and the um 
the, there's things to do, right? That help that help a presentation come into into a genuine connection, and that's that's what I'm interested in. I mean, I'm not interested in any of this story and any of the surface stories. I'm not interested in any of the bullshit stories. I'm interested in what is the passionate way in which you can engage and connect to your audience to create the highest level of service so that you're creating influence impact and your income is increasing because you're showing up to deliver to those people who are in pain and need you and need you now like what's holding you back let's talk about that did that answer your question Yes, we love it. <laughs> so we so do we all of that. We do all that within the club over over a longer period of time. But I'm doing the two the two day because it's it's a nice way to get people to understand the level of work you actually have to go through to create and craft a dynamic presentation that has results. Yes, I love it. I will put the link for that in the description of this episode so people can reach out when they hear this I'm sure it will resonate with a lot of people because you know like you said speaking is a way to get seen heard known liked trust build trust and all of those things and it's such a good way podcasts that's why I do the podcast to highlight yeah. these people with this incredible gift and talent and message of facilitating healing and so we look forward to more of those people being able to claim their voice and make the impact that they desire and yeah. that the world desires. We all desire that impact from others. So thank you for being on here. Just before you guys want to say, you know, there's a lot of introverts out there who are like, there's no way I can speak. And what I want to tell you is, is that I know this might not seem like it in this moment, but I am equal parts introvert and extrovert. Mostly I was an introvert for a good 80% of my life. It wasn't until I decided that I had to step up to my gifts and use them that I made the choice to go to Toastmasters, made the choice to show up and excel at a gift I was given so that I could be more present for serving those who I'm meant to serve. So if you're an introvert and you're like, I'm too afraid to do that, my club is a great place for you to come and be nurtured and supported in the truth of who you are while you develop a relationship to a voice within you that needs to be expressed. I'm just saying, it's a good place to show up. Yes, and I can attest to that. I am an extreme introvert. And I, I still love to speak and it's possible if I, if me of all people can get on a stage, then anybody, can do it. anybody can speak their message in whatever platform they desire. So yes, I, I can attest to that. So thank you so much for sharing with us. It was a pleasure to have you on here and to learn from you. Good to talk with you today. I appreciate the invitation so very, very much. And I hope whoever is listening, recognizing that you you get to lean into being powerful and you get to choose how to do it christy and i are recommending that you recognize that your voice when developed is one of the most powerful tools that you'll ever use for changing lives just saying yes that's a great ending point right there <laughs> we will see you on the next one <laughs>